Really? There's no failure? Only learning? Would you agree? Or do you find it hard to stop that inner critique when something just doesn't work out and only others seem to be successful? Join us in this episode with Andy Stork, who says has failed multiple times in his life and now took his biggest leap and even organized a five-day virtual talent development summit. Enjoy! Welcome to the Brave Transition Podcast. Your hosts are Peggy Titmarsh and Cindy Hurley-Leister. So welcome, and everyone, and let me introduce you to Andy Storch. Andy is a talent development consultant, coach, author, speaker, and connector. His energy is so inspiring. Um, he's running two podcasts, not just one, around talent development topics, and actually has encouraged Peg and me to do similar. So Andy, welcome. Thank you so much, Cindy and Peggy, for having me on. I'm excited and uh, it is 7 a.m. where I am and I'm committed <laughs> to bringing the energy to you today. Great. So now it's your turn on the hot seat, right? Yeah, absolutely. I love asking questions, um, but I am always happy to answer questions as well. But be careful. I may turn the tables on you. Oh, okay. We're going to watch out. So good thing that I have Peggy on. So hi, Peggy, as well. Hi, good morning or good evening to both of you, both sides of the world. Right. And I mean, you, you shared earlier that you're passionate about help, helping people, right, to fulfill their potential. And um, you're also writing a book. So now what we're going to focus on, though, is you're also like your your personal career, right? So we always uh, and that's that's what what we from our listeners that they're really most interested in and in hearing those really, you know, personal um, transitions and, and yeah, how, how, how you felt and how you went and all these things. So our like essential question that we always start with is what was your bravest transition? You know, I have made a lot of transitions in my career because I spent so much time, I think kind of drifting and flailing around trying to figure out what the heck I wanted to do with mm -hmm. my life. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, I know that I've, I figured it out now I'm 40 years old and I've never been happier and more fulfilled and confident in what I'm doing, but it took a long road of, you know, meandering around and trying to figure things out. And that's one of the reasons why I'm writing that book. And, and, um, I want to publish that to inspire more people to take ownership of their lives. And so we can get to that, but I will, um, I'll focus on, I'll mention three transitions that I mm -hmm. think are really important to my journey. Number one is, uh, after college. Uh, or university, as some people would refer to it. Um, I grew up in, um, you know, a great middle-class household. My parents were in education. They were teachers. Uh, there were no entrepreneurs in my family, and I didn't know anything about this world of entrepreneurship, but I read a book after college called Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki, and it introduced me to this idea of entrepreneurship, and I was really fascinated by it, and um, I wanted to try something in that realm, and I also really felt like I needed to um, move away and do something a little bit scary because I always played it safe my whole life. So right after university is when I moved across the country from Florida to California with my then girlfriend at the time, now my wife, Courtney. And um, we moved to Los Angeles, uh, you know, one of the biggest cities in the world with uh, no money, no jobs, no plans. And um, we eventually found our way. We found different jobs. We both got um, graduate degrees, master's degrees. Um, and, um, I tried a lot of different things in entrepreneurship, started companies, worked for startups and they all failed. Um, but I learned a lot of lessons through that. 
And, um, you know, again, nothing was really seemingly working. Uh, so I went back to school and got my MBA, which was another transition and got me into eventually into the consulting world, uh, which is where I found I absolutely loved because it allowed me to do a lot of different things, work on different projects, travel, work with different people. And that's where I really started to excel and discover my, a lot of my strengths. Um, so that was the second big transition. Mm -hmm. And then the third and probably biggest and bravest transition uh, was very recently when I left the organization I was with. About three years ago, I left uh, the consulting company. I was with a global consulting company uh, where I was an employee. I left there to become an independent contractor with a smaller firm. And then about three months ago, I left that firm to go completely out on my own uh, as a you know full on entrepreneur, if you will, author, speaker, coach, consultant, you know, whatever, whatever we want to call it. And I, I guess many people would call it very brave. I know a lot of people would be scared to do it. It was a little bit scary for me, but I also absolutely knew that it was the right move, that it's what I wanted to do, that this is what I was made for. It's in my DNA. And uh, even though there are plenty of challenges, I'm certainly not yet making as much money as I would like, or maybe even if I did before, uh, but I absolutely love every single day and I, I wouldn't. What would you like to ask, uh, Cindy? I was thinking, uh, there's so many transitions. Um, you, you mentioned, Andy, your bravest one, if I, if I could sense this right, was the last one going, going uh, from your employee um, role and then kind of freelancer to really independent. Is that right? Would you say that's the, that's the bravest one? Uh, yeah, I would say uh, that's for me. Yeah, very. Oh, hang on, just a second. Sorry. I love those moments. Yeah, sorry. My uh, my son just dropped his cereal and he's very upset about it. And it's just him and me up right now. Um, anyway, yeah, I would say that that is again like I have learned so much about myself and I've done so much, um, you know, internal work over the years to get to know who I am and what I really want, what I enjoy that I knew that this was the right move for me. And so it didn't seem so scary. I'm also very uh, overly optimistic sometimes <laughs> in thinking about what I can accomplish. Uh, and so I think because of all that, it wasn't too scary for me, but it is, um, you know, it is still a scary move. And I would say certainly my bravest, boldest transition because I've kind of, you know, uh, I haven't like necessarily burned the boats, but I've pretty much told everybody like there's no going back. Like I'm running my own business. I am going to make this work. And um, and then going out big with things like a conference, this community, the virtual summit, uh, working on a book and just planning on all of this working uh, and also investing. Um, I'm investing a ton of money back into these things, uh, into making them work. Uh, and so I'm not being that being frugal about it either. So I'm definitely placing a big bet. And I would say that it is, um, yeah, I, I, I would, I feel like it's courageous. I, I think a lot of other people would probably think that way too, especially if the idea of entrepreneurship being on your own is really scary to you. Like it is for a lot of people and it's not for everybody, right? I know the two of you are in this world mm -hmm. as well. And, um, you know, that this is not for everybody, right? Everybody has to find what is what will be fulfilling for them and their career. And sometimes that is scary. And courage means that you go out and try it. You do it anyway, because even if it doesn't work out, you'll at least be able to say that, Hey, I gave it a shot. Uh, and you know, you don't leave anything on the table. And so that's, that's the way I feel about it. You know, there's really no way to fail because 
I want to make sure that I give this a shot and go all in on it and try to make it work. But I know that it will. No, that sounds, yes, there's so much that resonates. And, and I mean, thanks for asking that question again, Peggy, and then kind of, you know, focusing in on, 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 on really that, that those moments that you then described and, and um, what our listeners are, what we find, what, what we really, you know, what we really want to take um, everyone and where we want to be taken by you and we already are is in that inner work, right, that you're describing that leads up to those moments. So it's, uh, and you, you said you made a lot of experiences, right? It's not um, that right away you knew this is what you wanted to do. It's a lot of trial and error and, and, and constantly you know, going into discomfort and then knowing, right. okay, this is, I have to try this, right? And I love how you described that also that you said, even if, you know, even if it fails by whatever, you know, metrics, you, right. you know, it could fail in the end, it doesn't because you knew the alternative of just sticking with the status quo would not have been an option, right? And that's what we hear a lot on those transitional moments. Did yeah, I one of my favorite... Here? Yeah. And one of my favorite philosophies on that, that I learned from a mentor is that there is no such thing as failure or only learning and growth. So if you don't learn anything from it, then maybe it is a failure, right? Yeah. But um, I've had, and I think a lot of times people look at me because I have the podcast, I do a lot of stuff on social media. People look at me and say, oh, wow, he's, he's so successful. Maybe he's always been this way or something, but I've had so many things that were frustrating and didn't go my way throughout my career. So many challenges, so many failures, if you will. Uh, and I know that most people have. And the key is that, you know, do we, what do we learn from those? How do we figure things out? How do we pivot? I've had jobs that I absolutely hated and I didn't stay in those. I, I realized that this is not for me and figured out a way to move on. And I think the biggest mistake or failure a lot of people make is that they just stick with those because they're too scared to try something else. And, you know, that's what I want to inspire a lot of people to do with the book and a lot of other things I'm doing. It's like, go try to find that thing that you really enjoy doing and give it a shot. And it may not work out, but at least you tried, right? At least you, you gave it a shot. You moved across the world uh, like both of you have done recently, right? Um, made the transition into entrepreneurship or, or followed your, you know, what you really want to do. And so there were a lot of times in my career where I was very frustrated um, but now I've gotten to a place where I'm, I'm really happy about it. And a lot of that comes from, like you said, that inner work, understanding who are you, what are your values, what are your strengths, what are your weaknesses, what do you really enjoy doing, and can you lean more into those or find something that allows you to lean more into those so that you're not spending all your time doing things that you hate? Mm, absolutely. Andy, do you remember like, a, a key moment like where you said oh I was whatever laying on the couch one evening I think okay I think now I know I'm leaving or was there some kind of moment a key moment you remember yeah the, the biggest pivotal moment for me happened uh in January 2016 when I uh, before that time I had I'm very very much into personal development like really big into personal development and two of you maybe as well um self-personal growth and things like that um, but I had not done anything before that point, and I didn't know anything about the whole that whole industry, Tony Robbins and all that stuff. And uh, in January 2016, I I happened to hear an interview on a podcast, uh, which is why I love podcasts so much, uh, with a guy named Hal Elrod, who wrote a book called The Miracle Morning. And when I heard him, I knew I needed to get that book and check it out. And I immediately bought his book and read it. And that book absolutely changed my life. It was all about 
setting up, uh, getting up early and creating a morning routine. And uh, that allows you to do more reading. Uh, and it introduced me to the idea of meditation. I've meditated almost every single day since then for five years. And I never, ever even knew anything about it before that. Um, the idea of reading more, of journaling, and it, I started listening to more podcasts and, and getting back into entrepreneurship and realizing, wow, that's really where I really want to go. Um, I also started getting into coaching like both of you. I went and got certified as a coach and started doing some of that um, and really just going down this path towards entrepreneurship, running my own business, building a personal brand, um, eventually started a podcast and started doing a lot of stuff on social media. But it all started with hearing that interview uh, one day, I still remember I was walking, you know, listening to it on my headphones and immediately getting that book and getting up, you know, a couple of days later when it came and just, you know, pouring into it, reading right through it uh, and diving into this idea of having a strong morning routine. And uh, I still do it. I get up early, uh, you know, every every day, almost every weekday and, and most weekends as well uh, to do these things and, and spend time investing in myself before getting into reaction mode for the rest of the day. And that, that was a very pivotal moment that absolutely changed my life. Yeah, Beautiful. that's incredible because I mean, I, I need to know more about just this moment and that actually you, you, you just listened to that podcast, read that book, and then mm -hmm. were able to, you know, really creating a strong habit. I mean, that's like, every author's and coach's dream right yeah like that. right um and and it sounds it sounds like you did did the discipline come natural to you or how did you like how did you make that happen yeah you know i think there are when it comes to like discipline and doing a lot of these things there is no doubt that some of it is natural is genetic and some of it is learned in, in my mind i think it's probably half and half i know mm. a lot of people admire me for my discipline and consistency and um, I think some of that just comes naturally to me because I watch other people struggle and I sometimes wonder why. And I know I'm very lucky, uh, mm -hmm. but I've also studied a ton, watched other people, been inspired. I learn every day from what other people are doing and try different things to see mm -hmm. what works for me, what doesn't work for me um, and, and feel it out. And, you know, sometimes people say to me, like, I just, you know, I'm a night person. I can't get up early in the morning. Um, but I want to do these things you're doing. And I, I say, well, that's great. Don't do it in the morning, then do it at night, right? Like do, mm. do your thing, be you. You don't have to be me. You don't have to do all the things that I do. Um, but, you know, I think it's about half and half. I think, again, like going back to that inner work and knowing who you are, strengths, weaknesses, um, but then also learn from other people, find ways to change the things that are not working for you. Um, you know, for me, I was in a, I, I was in a great job with a great company. I was making good money, um, married with a, a kid and another one on the way. Like my life ostensibly looked good from the outside. There was nothing wrong, but inside I just felt like there was something more. There was something more for me out there. Um, I didn't know what it was. And this, you know, reading that book just opened up like a, it, op it opened a door for me. And one of the things that I discovered is that I get really fulfilled by growth. I need challenge and growth to be fulfilled. Now, not everybody may be that way. I think there is a little bit of that in everybody. Um, but I realized that for more than a decade in my life and my career, I wasn't really growing that much. And that's why I wasn't very happy. And so now that I know this, I can be always, you know, reading a couple of books, always trying new things, always taking on new challenges, always learning from other people, you know, taking classes, things like that. And that's what fills me up. And for other people, maybe different things. 
Um, but that's one of those things that that, that moment really unlocked for me. And, um, you know, like I said, I think I am lucky that I am fairly disciplined with some of this stuff. Um, but I've also learned a lot too. And I think everybody can learn these things and then adapt to what fits their personality style or, or their way of living. Yeah, that's so true. And I, I mean, I've tried to do morning routine for, I think, like three years now. And I actually started, um, you know, three months ago. And it's so, so it's also, it doesn't happen. It doesn't nice. have to happen overnight, right? It can, yep. can be small things that, and I notice, notice the difference, right? But that's what also I was curious because I always thought of myself not being able to, 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 you know, get that discipline, but, but you're right. It always starts with, um, trying out and what works for you and just, you know, just adapting it to, to, to how, uh, yeah. To, to well, if I, if, if I can add to that too, um, because some, uh, I addressed this with another friend this week too, and you're a coach, right? So you see this all the time, but you just said something right there that I didn't see myself as being someone that really has that discipline. I think so many people handicap themselves yeah. with those limiting beliefs, right? Like, well, that's yeah. not me. That's not the type of person I can't do that. Yeah. And so you're already, setting yourself up for failure if you're telling yourself that you can't do it. I was, um, a, another friend posted in this uh, forum, this membership community I belong to about how do I read more books? You know, for those of you that read a lot of books, how do you do it? And I just said, well, you know, I get up early. I'm very intentional with spending 20, 30 minutes every morning reading. And he's like, yeah, I thought about that, but I just don't think I can be awake enough at 6 a.m. to read a book. And I was like, well, you're not going to be if you, if you tell yourself that, right. Yeah. But if you change your mindset on it and say like, yeah, I am going to get up early and I'm going to be excited. I mean, you got to go to bed at a decent time to get enough sleep. But I was like, you got to flip your mindset and tell yourself like, I am the kind of person that can do this and give it a shot. And as I also mentioned to him, that's why God invented coffee, right? So that we can read books at 6 a.m. Right? That is so true. And what actually what helped me, um, before we get back, you know, to you, to you, of course, is having this idea of myself, right? Developing mm. like a picture, like what does it do for me, you know? And that actually was a, was a, was a key moment for, for myself and that I did with work on with a coach, like to, to see myself with as this person who does the morning routine and who is then more balanced and, you know, more physically fit and all these things so yeah but you're absolutely right so um what and we this leads maybe to the next question what gave you energy through throughout this transition and may, maybe turning back to your latest transition which sounds like was the most challenging one so was there any anything that gave you energy um i think uh well i'll i'll answer that a couple different ways one is the um the physiological you know, way of getting energy, which is, I, I think I take care of myself, all the things that I do, like getting enough sleep, um, having this intentional morning routine, eating well, exercising regularly, meditating, all those things I think give me energy. I think nat naturally, I mean, I get complimented all the time on the energy that I bring. You mentioned it when we started this podcast. Uh, and so part of that is natural. I know I have maybe more energy or I bring more energy than a lot of people. Um, but I also invest a lot in myself to create more of that energy uh, in a physical or physiological way. As I mentioned, you know, doing all those things like eating right, exercising, getting enough sleep. I think all those are really important. And then in more of the psychological, emotional sense of getting this energy, uh, it goes back to, I think, doing things that you love. And because I'm doing things that I really love. So as an extrovert who likes talking with people, I get energy from having conversations like this. And so I know that even though sometimes I do need to block time on my calendar 
with open spaces, just get stuff done. And I do enjoy some of those days. If I do too much of that, it will be draining for me because I need personal interaction with people. Uh, now, if you're listening to this and you're an introvert and you're opposite, uh, maybe you have some of those calls that are necessary, but you also make sure that you block a lot of time for, you know, working on your own because that gives you energy, right? It's about mm. what gives you energy. So that the type of work. And then, as I said earlier, I've realized that I always need to be working towards some type of big goal. You know, if I somehow won the lottery or made $10 million tomorrow and never needed to work again, I don't think I would stop because I, that's where, when I would get sad and depressed, um, especially during a pandemic when I can't at least travel the world <laughs> with that <laughs> money, right? Um, but I need to be working on a big goal, tackling a big challenge. And so that's why I'm always going after these big things. And even though it's always such a struggle to figure it out, like I said, right now, I'm working on planning a talent development virtual summit for September. It's a huge undertaking, a lot of moving parts, a lot of learning. Uh, I'm not doing it on my own. I have an assistant, uh, Stephanie, who's helping me with a ton of it. Uh, but we took a class together. We're learning all this stuff. We're doing all these things. And it's just so fun to see how it's growing. I haven't even really started marketing it yet. But just for example, yesterday, there were, you know, we just kind of opened it up and there were 20 people registered for it. And this morning I got up and looked at it and there were 50 people registered for it. And that Ooh, kind of thing yeah. gets me really, really excited. Cause I'm like, I haven't even started marketing this and I want to see where it goes and what I can do and what I can learn from it. And then I've already got so many ideas for if this is successful, where I can take it and what I can do afterwards. And having that big goal, that big challenge, working towards something, um, it, it can, there are downsides to it, right? If you get overly fixed on that, you start to lose sight of other important things in your life, right? But um, it, it give, that gives me energy. I need to be working towards that. And I don't know if other, if, if you two are that way, um, if you're, you know, some people are just happy, like running their day-to-day -day successful business or whatever and spending time with family, everybody, you have to know what it is that drives you. Mm. Um, but again, the key is I think knowing what that is and then leaning into that, be willing to take chances and stuff. So I know that, uh, you know, taking care of yourself, taking care of myself gives a lot of physical energy. Um, you know, doing the things that I enjoy doing, leaning into my strengths, my energizers, um, gives me energy. And then being able to work on those big goals, challenges, and always being learning, you know, learning and growing. Um, you know, there's a ton of work that needs to be done, but I spent 20 minutes this morning reading a new book because mm. I need to be able to learn that gives me energy as well. Cindy, I have, I have another thought, just when you were talking before, um, that it's quite daunting sometimes, right? Not just you were going um, on your own now, but even before you said there was many, let's, let's call it failures, right? Like startups, yeah. you were involved in all that. Yeah. And I'm wondering, you must have had a ton of moments of doubts as well. And oh, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just wondering, also for our listeners out there, um, some little advice, like, how did you how did you manage to actually let go of those doubts or who motivated you any any tips for yeah moments of doubts how to deal with those yeah that's that is a big one i appreciate that you asked that peggy and i don't know if i have the you know the the golden key or silver <laughs> bullet or the thing that's i'm still learning people. too <laughs> right yeah um, i think when i think about the moments i've had of doubt and like, ah, this is not going to work. I can never do this. I think there's a couple things that go into it. Number one is uh, you've tried things and they didn't work, right? And so you start to, instead of labeling it as, 
I tried this thing and that thing didn't work out. We often quickly move that from that didn't, that it was a failure to I am a failure. Mm. And that is one of the things that I think really hurt me and and hurts a lot of people is letting projects and things like that define us uh, when, uh, when they don't, right? It's about that project. And if we can learn from it and try something else, um, then we can go on. And sometimes what can be helpful if you're in that type of situation is uh, go and study a lot of famous, successful people, uh, many of which overcame multiple, multiple failures before they were ultimately successful. I mean, you know, someone like Thomas Edison, right, who's a very famous inventor from the U.S. who invented the light bulb and electricity and phonograph and all these things. You go back and look, I mean, he had thousands of inventions that were complete, utter failures, right, that didn't work out. He got kicked out of school when he was a kid because they, the, the teacher said that this kid is worthless, he can't learn. And his mom homeschooled him and said, no, I will teach him to be successful. And he grew up and became one of the most famous inventors in world history, right? And there's just, there's tons and tons of examples of that. So I think number one is, you know, remember that uh, each failure is a stepping stone. It's an opportunity to learn and it doesn't define you. It doesn't define us. Um, I think for a long time, I didn't realize that. And I was things, I didn't know what to do. And because of that, I'm a failure, uh, which is terrible. And then the other thing I think that really holds people back and plagues people is comparison. So you try something or you want to do something and it's not working out and you see the people on social media you follow who are extremely successful or they look like they're extremely successful, right? And you think, why is it that they are so successful and I can't figure this out? What the heck is wrong with me? And I've been down that road many, many times and it's so frustrating and it's so easy to go on Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn or anything, or even just listen to this podcast and be like, oh man, Cindy and Peggy, they've got it figured out. They live where they want to live and they host this cool podcast. And I wish I could do that. And instead of thinking like, oh, it, how come they can do that and I can't, um, the biggest shift that I've made that I always recommend other people make too is from the comparison and doubt to uh, inspiration. So when you find people doing things that you want to do, instead of letting it get you down, choose to be inspired and to learn from them and say, wow, if they can do that, I probably can too. What can I learn from them? And learn as much as you can. If you want to do what uh, Cindy and Peggy have done and move across the world and start your own coaching business, start your podcast, then follow them and learn from them and ask questions. What can I learn from them? And if that comparison is with someone that is not doing the thing that you want to do, uh, because we do often also get caught up in goals and things that, that are, don't really suit us, um, then we need to let that go, right? Like you might hear me talking about organizing a virtual summit and you're like, oh yeah, that's what I want to do. And then you think like, wait a minute, that's not for me. I want to do some, my goal is something else. So just let it go. Don't compare yourself to me. Compare yourself, you know, learn from people that are doing the thing that you want to do uh, and go learn as much as you can, be inspired and just continue on your path and realize that we are all on our own journey, right? There's no comparison. There's no awards at the end of life it's like, oh, this person achieved more than that person. Like, there's none of that. We're all on our own journey and we get to learn at our own pace and succeed at our own pace. And wherever you are right now in your life, in your career is the absolute right place, perfect place for you to be because you get to learn from all of your experience, everything you've been through and take that and make the next step, the next best step for you. 
and live your best life going forward. That's what it's all about. Wow. That was almost like the summary for everything, right? Is that all in your book? I love, I loved all those. Um, yeah, Absolutely. there was a lot of depth in there. Um, and, and especially the last one on validation, right? I mean, that, that totally resonated, like finding that, own, like finding your own kind of inner standards, right? For, 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 for where you are and, and what is good enough almost and, and what is important as well. Yeah. And how many times have we, I don't know about you, I, early in my career, you get sucked into setting goals based on other people that aren't even like really good goals for you. Right. I mean, you get to decide what's a good goal or bad goal. Right. But it, you know, society says we need to move up and try to be CEO one day. So that's what I want to do. Uh, and then keep running into roadblocks. And I kept running into so many challenges because mm. I would, I, I was never a really good fit for the jobs I was in or most of the time. And I would never get promotions and I was so frustrated and I would get caught in that doubt uh, until I realized like what I'm really made for and what I really enjoy. And, and it took a while, but found that. And now, uh, you know, I don't have to, I don't get to deal with that, that, you know, it still comes up um, the doubt. Am I doing the right thing? Am I spending my time in the right places? Um, you know, why are those people able to achieve so much success if I can't? <laughs> um, but I think asking the questions is important you know, why am I doing this? Am I spending time in the right places? And, and seeking out help as well, right? You know, um, hiring a coach, or if that's not in your budget, uh, then, you know, seeking out trusted friends who are also ambitious and trying to do things and just running ideas by each other. And like, do you think I'm on the right path? Should I be considering other things? Um, that can be really important as well. So you don't mm. just get completely lost in your head. That's true. Yeah, people who know. I get that a lot. I get that a lot in my coaching too uh, with people. When we talk about what is success, I think that's often a, mm. a turning point for people when they actually realize mm. being a CEO or whatever up in the career is actually not what really makes them happy. And then once they can yeah. let go of that, because it's so much from society that comes, like you said, right? And that that's definitely a lot of inner work, like you mentioned before, in order then to say, now I know what I want to do and then I have my own goals so that I don't need to compare myself with others so much because I know right. what I want, but mm. that's hard work. <laughs> it yeah. Is. yeah. I, I think that's so are. important, right? <laughs> what does success mean? It's different for everybody and, you know, lay it out on the table too, right? Like you say, Oh, I want to be CEO and, uh, or, or an executive in a big company, which is what I wanted to do early in my career. And then you lay it out and say, well, you know, the average executive in a big company, fortune 500 company, at least in the United States, uh, works 75 hours a week and never spends time with their family. Is that what you want? Mm. And for some people, yes. And other people are like, Oh no, that's not what I want. I want to eat dinner with my family every night. Okay. Well, cool. Then let's, you know, let's start a path for you. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's a good way to look at the life lifestyle, you know, what, how you want to live your life and then kind of almost reword, um, um, how do you say reverse engineer? <laughs> so what does it mean? What you actually want to do, right? Like you don't want to work 75 hours, let's say. I, I have that a lot. Um, Which would probably be well. illegal in Germany, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's always theory yeah. in practice, It is healthier, right? though. It is yeah. healthier. Yeah. 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 So we're coming to an end almost, looking at the time. Um, I, I have a last question I would like to ask from my side, which is um, if you were to give your bravest transition, a name or a metaphor or an image that comes to your mind, or often we think of hashtags nowadays, what would that be, Andy? Mm. Hmm. Well, uh, the image that comes to mind is is almost like taking a leap 
off of a cliff to another cliff and like knowing that there's going to be something there. I don't know why that's, that's what's kind of coming to mind for me, but for the name or the hashtag, I'm going to be a little bit self-serving here and selfish. And I'm going to call it uh, owning your career and owning your life. And that's what my book is called. Own your career, own your life. Um, and it's all about taking control. Uh, I want people to take complete ownership, control, responsibility of their career and life. That means knowing where you want to go, what you want to do, or at least having an idea of that and, you know, being willing to set goals, make a plan, um, and take those bold steps, even if it's something scary, uh, to try it anyway. And it may not work out. It's not going to work out for everybody and it's not going to work out every time. Um, but being willing to take that chance and make that bold transition courage. Um, I always like to remind people because you talk about uh, brave steps or, cour or courageous transitions, uh, that courage is not the lack of fear, right? Courage, it, it's not being fearless, right? If that fear will be there. If you're doing scary things, it's okay. It's natural to be scared. Courage is recognizing that fear and taking action anyway. So you want to make a career transition the thing in front of you is scary as hell, that's, and you do it anyway, that's courage, that's bravery. Yeah. Uh, and so, and it means you're owning your career because you're not letting society dictate where you go. You're thinking about where you want to go with your career. You are mapping it out. You are writing down um, the vision for where you want to go, your purpose, your values. You are setting goals. You are taking action towards those goals, creating habits like a morning routine that can help you, um, hiring a coach, that can help you and you are doing everything possible to go out and achieve that and live your best life. And that's what it is. That's what it means to own your career and own your life. Yeah, that's, I would say that's a, that's a great like final, you know, um, yeah, wrap up even. And that's exactly what I, I think Peggy, I can speak in your name too. What we of course wish you Andy that, you know, everything that you just laid out for yourself um, that that will yeah, move, move along and we wish you all the best for your summit and um, yeah, looking forward to seeing more of your work. And um, yes, I think with this, um, is there anything you want to add, Andy, before we close? Uh, well, if I can give something to your listeners, if you don't mind, yeah, uh, I have created a, a short little report of the top five career mistakes that people make. Mm -hmm. uh, I've interviewed tons of people. I've surveyed my network. And it's very interesting asking people about the biggest failures or mistakes they've made in their career. Uh, and so I created a report for that that people can go get if they want to take a look and be like, oh, am I making any of these mistakes? Yeah. Um, you can go to ownyourcareerownyourlife.com slash mistakes. So ownyourcareerownyourlife.com slash mistakes. Um, just put in your name and email and you get this quick little report. And I think it's just good food for thought about what are you doing with your career? Yeah, that's so sounds that Maybe one of those inspirations, right? That yeah. we're and we can learn from others that's that's fantastic thank you so much andy uh, for your for your time and joining us today be safe and well you know especially you know with the current um, pandemic going around mm -hmm. and, and thank you so much thank you peggy thank you Cindy, for having me i really really appreciate it